Uh, that was announced ages ago. That was even announced. Know, yeah, but I don't mm. pay attention. <laughs> I was just like, oh, shit, that's uh, under a month. Hello and welcome back to the Great Mates Podcast for another terrible episode. <laughs> Today we have only two of us, so it seems like I'm in control at the moment. So hello, I am Nick once again, and with me is the one and only daddy of the podcast, Josh. Hello, daddy of the podcast. Um, I mean, you are the daddy of the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I own, I own that the, right now. Yeah, the and fact, yeah, yeah, the fact you play along with it. <laughs> I is yeah. It's it's bad that I'm an enabler and I'm enabling this to continue. Um, more so. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a long running gag, obviously, throughout. Um, the three seasons, and then all the extra stuff that we've done. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not like it's a negative thing. No, it's not a negative thing. Um, and it, yeah, mm, mm, yeah. I mean, you know, it. I guess, I guess it's just very funny. I could have done a Father's Day post. <laughs> yeah, like, we, yeah, no. we, we really missed that. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys could have done it. Um, and like I said, uh, and like I said I last mean, week, you you know, you guys could have done the surprise birthday thing again. But we we went through that. I <laughs> I don't think it was something you can do twice in a row. Yes, I was like it's something mm. that works once or or once every few years. I guess you know, yeah. just for that validation. Well, I mean, it was my brother's birthday. It was actually my brother's birthday today when we're recording. And last year he was like, oh, okay, I'll go golfing with my friends and that'll be cool. And it turns out that his roommates threw him a surprise party. And I may have talked about it last year, but my brother is not one for surprises. Mm -hmm. So he was just so grumpy about it. He was like, I thought I was going to go golfing and, you know, just drink a whole heap of beer. And it's like, we can drink beer at home. Yes. Like, yeah, but I didn't want it. And after a while, like he was okay with it. Yes. But, and then he ended up going golfing the next day anyway. Oh. But, but yeah, he was just, and he's the, the roommate that kind of organized it was talking to like my mum and I and she was like did I like do something wrong and we're like I mean yes but no <laughs> like he knows that you're doing it with the best intentions but, but like you just stop trying with the boy <laughs> and, like it's you never get anything like it's not worth the effort yeah yeah and then this year we went gold uh, go-karting and I crashed into a wall at like 25 30 k's an hour oh my god <laughs> Yeah, I was real sore yesterday. Oh, God. Real Nick. bad back pain. Oh, God. I was like, it's fun, but walls and me don't work. And it was right in front of mum, and apparently the mum's quote was, why did it have to be one of mine? <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, dear. But I came last in all three races, so. Eh. <laughs> I was actually surprised I didn't get red flagged after crashing into the wall at full speed. I don't think they really care then, right? I mean, they seemed to be pretty pretty heavy on the, like, we're doing it for the right reasons. But even, like, pulling me mm. in to make sure that I wasn't, like, injured or anything. Yeah. Because, like, I slammed into that wall. Like, it was right down the straight. So, I came right down the straight. And okay. I had people coming up my right. So, I was trying to, like, let them overtake me. 
<laughs> and by doing that, like, I wasn't paying attention to where the wall was and just... Like, okay. And then just... As I was trying to, like, turn... Yeah. Just turned too late and just went, like, uh, left corner first, right into the barricade. Oof. Yikes. So, it was, like, another head slash neck injury to add to the running tally. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you, you told us in group down. I was like, oh, yeah. God, not another. Yeah, three in the last six weeks, I think it is. That's a bit too frequent. Yeah, well, the, the, like, the, the first one was pretty bad. Mm. The second one, I, I think if I hadn't had the first one, I would have been a lot better. Because okay. what happened was, like, we were doing t- a tackle drill at Quidditch, and as I went for the tackle... The guy I was tackling, like, kind of popped up too late and just put his shoulder right into my head. So, it was, like, everything was fine, but, like, he just got me and kind of, like, gave me a bit of a daze. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, cool, I'm going to go sit out for a while. And I was maybe out for, like, 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, just sitting there out and watching drills and that. And then I came back in and was fine. But I think, yeah, if I hadn't had the first one... But we've still got someone from the tournament where I got the first whiplash, concussion, whatever. She was supposed to go visit her boyfriend's family this weekend. And the doctor was like, you can't do an extended car trip. Like, she's not allowed to go to school. She's not allowed to go to work. She's not even supposed to be using her phone for extended periods. Uh... And... I was like, I'm surprised that you're that bad. And she's like, mm. I wasn't. It was just the lingering effects. Yeah. It is weird that all the bad concussions have happened since they brought in a concussion policy. Oh. Mm. Uh, like, Interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, recommendations to make. Yeah. And like, I've been... Sw- because I'm like an AFL fan, I've been kind of like watching to see what they do with concussions mm-hmm. and then like trying to translate it into what we could do. Because at the moment, ours is based on the rugby league, which probably isn't the best to base it on, to be honest. But yeah. it's a pretty solid It's a pretty solid policy of if there is any appearance of... Like, if you go down and you say, it's my head, you immediately mm. have to go to the medics. Yeah. But, like, if you go down and it's a leg injury, then all you've got, you can just go to your box. Uh-huh. But, but then what happened is, well, I mean, I've probably talked, I've probably talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, I got my head injury, went to the medics and they, they asked me a couple of questions. just like, are you dizzy? Can you see straight? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good. And they're like, okay, just go sit down for 10 minutes. I sat down, game ended. I got up to do the standard, like, good game, good game, handshake. And just, like, had a dizzy spell and was just like, I'm sitting right back down. Mm -hmm. So So I was like, what could have the medics done there to be better? Like, do they hold me for longer? Especially, like, if, they, if they're not doing anything, is it better to just then, like, keep me around for that 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, so, it's been, it's been an adventure in trying to not kill myself. Yeah. 
Yep. At least I'm not playing next weekend. That that's good. I mean that that's because I'm not paying thirty bucks to play three games. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because because mm. the New South Wales body is greedy with money. Oh, and we yeah we've we've heard this before. Yeah, but yep. whatever. It's fun. Instead, I'm field managing and. I might be doing. I might be selling some stuff for charity and Ooh. just helping out around the place. So mm-hmm. keeping busy as well, and like seeing people that I get along with, half decent. Oh yeah, that's good. So yeah, hmm. Um, what's happened since last episode? So uh, I don't remember if I actually talked about this last week. Um, but, um, I went and saw Puffs, the play, um, at Powerhouse, which is still, I believe when this episode comes out, it'll be on for like another two-ish weeks, I think. Ah, so a Um, pretty short run. Actually, it was, it was going to end a lot shorter and then they extended it for like another four days or something. So it's actually going to finish on the 29th of September. Yeah, it's, it's pretty short. Um, but I, mean, I maybe I'm I'm just thinking it's a lot bigger than what it actually is. Um, the I know the American one is off Broadway. Um, uh, so th- I mean that's where the original play came from. It's an American yeah. production, but the the one that tours here, I can't remember how long it was in Melbourne and Sydney. It was in Melbourne for quite a while, I think. I think it was. Was it? I think it was because um, they they were around sort of the same time as Cursed Child was sort of premiering, and that's why they stayed. Yeah, there for a maybe they time. extended it and tried to. I maybe mean, also, I, I mean, th- this is when you kind of need Anastasia on. Yes, but and unfortunately, busy, but yes, but I can imagine maybe if this is like the start. Of like an Asia touring show. Ooh. They may have... Cause I mean, that's what happened with Wicked. Wicked was in Melbourne and Sydney for ages. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of the, I think it's still going on Broadway at the moment. But uh, then it ended up going to like Singapore and mm-hmm. around Southeast Asia. So maybe the idea is that they were in Melbourne or Sydney or both for a while. Just kind yeah. of like... Getting a strong cast, getting some hours into them, yeah, so that you can do like shorter, shorter runs, and those runs like every show be a smash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but also I don't, I don't know how theater works that well, <laughs> and neither do I. Like especially like the Australian like theater area. Um, I'm just going back through the website. It says. That it was in Melbourne for 12 weeks. Okay. For a 12-week run. Um, And then... Really not that long. No. Um, Sydney was, I assume, um, it says here from the 17th of May this year until, I can really only assume, um, maybe, uh, not even August, probably July. So another... 10-ish weeks. Yeah. 10 to 12 okay. weeks. Um, but yeah, they're here really o- only until the end of September. So it's actually, this this sort of Brisbane season is actually quite short. But um, hmm. I went in, um, I got 
myself a ticket to go and watch one of the preview shows um two days before the two or three days before the um official opening premiere uh it's really good um obviously yeah, like well, that, well that, that's the thing with shows that have been going for a short while like previews are not previews yeah like they're they're already good oh yes and so you can go to a preview and it still be it's still pretty yeah it's it's yeah, gonna it, deliver still the same be like quality. at least a nine yeah um i will say i will say though um the amount of i guess because obviously you need to modify some of the dialogue to make it work and this is a comedy parody um <laughs> play about you know stuff that goes on at hogwarts and um you know just dropping dropping in like in jokes about um people being from ipswich or um bin chickens um things like that it's really funny um i guess the 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 funniest part for me was um i believe this was um in the second yeah post interval so this would have been the second half um they had a they had a scene um where there was must have been some sort of ad lib thing that was that they were trialing or you know it has been a running gag in most of the um for most of the shows but um it, it's just great and fun to see that um actors can break character just because the the bit is so funny um that they just you know they just need to laugh along with how ridiculous the the scene goes um and and trust me when i say like the entire audience was pissing themselves laughing at this point um and it's even better when the laughter from the audience continues into the next scene, um, <laughs> causing causing one of the actors on stage to also break character and and piss himself laughing. So you know it's always fun when when there's that much audience interaction uh, involved. Um, like I and speaking of like cast, I guess the only person I really knew out of that cast was um, I will butcher her name if I don't do this properly um my my sincerest apologies where it is um kimitsu kakoshi so she plays um she's where do i know her from oh family law obviously <laughs> it, it so was one of those shows it was gonna be one of those you know one of those australian shows that i happen to watch um but everyone else is really good um and yeah i i really really want to go and watch again um it's that kind of show that when you leave it's like oh my god it was so good i really want to go watch again and people have um i know people i've seen on socials like people watching have gone twice or three times already and we're only in like the first week of the proper like run of the show so if it's that good you know um it's not my recommend Although, um, like, official recommendation for this episode, but it's up there in terms of my overall recommend. If you ever are in the area where um, Puffs is going on, um, definitely go watch it because it's it it's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, spent that was that was a really good birthday gift to myself. Um, apart from that, 
Um, yeah, just, just, you know, trying to, trying to sort shit out for my final year of my degree, which is always fun. Um, hmm. Okay. Now, we were thinking, what were we going to talk about, Nick? I can't remember. Something about, something about the, the whole science paper thing. Uh, well, what we have, we had, uh, strep causing OCD and anxiety was the headline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which we read into and found that it was a little bit more complicated than that. Yes. Turned out, what it turned out to be, it was like the virus attacks brain chemistry or something. Um, more, more like, um, there's cross reactivity from the body's immune system. Yeah. Yes. So, um, if I try and break this down into... Even, even science headlines are terrible. This is the thing, right? Some, depends where you go to get your science headlines. Um, some, and like, that's the difficulty of being... Um, a science communicator or, you know, you, your science journalism, I guess, is how to distill, um, the essence of what a, what a study or what an article is into 10 to 15 words that is, that is palatable for the general yeah, well, public. Y- you would know as, as good as I know about like paper, like the headlines of papers, and mm-hmm. like like they're never entertaining. No, they they're usually very dry. <laughs> they're, they're very dry and full of techno babble, and yes. A- even if you're slightly in the know, you're like, "What the fuck is this about?" Mm-hmm. So it's much easier to boil it down to disease caused OCD. Yes. But again, it's not entirely representative of what the actual story is. Um, but yeah. Also, yeah, a difference between journalism and paper biased, publishing. Biased and non biased media. Mm. Y- yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. with papers, you're just trying to. I mean, less tell a story, more. I mean, it's mostly research, so it's. The yeah. findings of your research when yes. journalism is telling a story and it's like you're looking for short attention spans and reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, research technically is not I mean, there's also been terrible research. There's also yes. been terrible research that is trying to tell a story or... Get a viewpoint across. Oh, you know, like like the old um, vaccines cause autism study that was retracted. <sighs> we'll, we'll never let that down. Um, hey, it, it's led to my favourite meme of autism causes vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that very interesting reframe, I guess. Well, yeah, because a lot of people on the spectrum go into STEM, yes, and, and then and then thus, work in research, and then and <laughs> go d- develop vaccines. vaccines. Yeah, 
it's is is that a is that a helpful side effect? <laughs> I don't know if it's helpful. No, it's not. But again, I mean, this it, is... it also makes you feel that like maybe autism spectrum is not a new thing. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. But yes. Um, so in the last few days, I think days, yes, last few days, um, when we're recording this, there was a, um, a study published in science. So science is like arguably one of the biggest sort of journals, uh, magazines really, where people, researchers, um, want to get published either science or nature, uh, science is sort of the more general-esque um, one to publish stuff in. Nature is mostly biology or mostly ecology, depending on which stream you end up um, applying to get a... Also, gen- weirdly, a lot of chemistry. <sighs> Nature? Yeah, apparently there's a mm. lot of chemistry in there. I, I think because it's, class- it's, it's the classical sciences... Yeah, and Nature, I suppose Nature's always been classical science, yeah. Like, chemistry does have a lot of ecological um Or science, yeah. Yeah, mm. like a guy who used to... A guy from Germany who was doing a small amount of study in Australia, he was looking... He was a physics student, but he was looking at developing... Um, uh, what, what's, what's the word? More... More powerful solar panels. Oh, okay. Um, increasing efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Higher efficiency solar panels. Yes. So, I mean, like, that's that's nature in a way because you're looking at renewable energies and... I, yeah. I mean, it's just... They find a way to justify publishing in whatever paper it's being published in. Yeah. And, and that's why... I say that, like, even if even if science isn't meant to tell a story, sometimes we have to modify <laughs> modify our um, articles to suit. You have to pigeonhole it in somehow. You you got to pitch it somehow, somewhere, and yeah, you got to edit some stuff to make it work, especially for like stuff like that comes out in science and um, nature. But this is the um, this is a. Um, basically a massive study that was conducted in the UK um, and across countries as well, but mostly people from the UK um, who did some genomic studies, genomic analysis, and found that really there's no single um, gene that causes people to um, become attracted to the same sex. So, you know, it's it's not like I mean I was looking through like old old articles and stuff like that that um apparently there was an an initial study done probably almost what 20 years ago now that yeah, tried that to sense. try to like locate somewhere in the chromosomes um in the genetic maps that there probably was going to be like a gene that would influence um, sexuality, but, you know, now that we've done a pretty big study, so this is like 400, almost 500,000, um, samples. So that's a pretty decent sample size, um, to do analysis on, but yeah, 
there's no single um, gene that can influence um, sexuality or gender identity, actually. So, you know. I mean, that doesn't surprise me because so few, like such few stuff is actually single gene. Mm. Like, like a lot of people talk about like recessive dominant genes and all that. It's actually a lot more complicated than that. And a lot yeah. of people don't understand that. Yeah, I think I think so. people just get caught up in the whole, um, you know, Punnett square thing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's that's how school works. Like school yes. is just trying to teach a basic thing that everyone will understand, so then they can test you for it. Yes, but then when you enter, sort of, especially like at a tertiary level, I guess you you get to understand like life is a lot more complex than Punnett squares and recessive and dominant and. Um, autosomal stuff. So, you know, and, and people tend to forget like genetics might be one thing, but also the environment that, um, someone is placed in can also have an effect on, um, the genetic expression and, you know, and how that manifests, um, behaviorally. Well, I mean, or- there's, even when you're looking at like genetic stuff, there are a lot of genes that will not be triggered until exposed to environmental factors yeah and hormone levels and fun stuff like that so yeah so yeah and like i and to me this isn't surprising either um mostly because i've sort of been there done that in terms of the entire genetics thing um but i guess you know, this, this has, can have both positive and negative implications in terms of when people are discussing, um... I mean, the fact that people are even looking for a genetic factor for it mm -hmm. is a bit worrying, I suppose is the word. We like, like, do we really need to, like, when is curiosity too much? Like, when is... When is, yeah, when does it become too, when did you become too curious? Mm-hmm. Like, listen, just let it be a thing that doesn't need to, you don't need to find the reason for everything, and that's kind of an annoying thing with humans. Mm. Like, I, I was, I mean, I put this in the chat, and I also talked to my family about it, but I am a habitual dating app user. And I had someone randomly ask me, like, do you believe in God? And I was like, no, not really. And she was like, well, then how do you think we had constellations? And I was like, they're random. She's what? So we have, out of randomness, we have stuff that looks like pots and letters. And I was like, yeah, humans are really good at finding patterns. For no other reason but the fact that they, well, I mean, there are evolutionary factors you know, you see a face in the dark, probably a bad thing. Yeah. But, like, humans just really good at finding patterns. And when you actually look at constellations, you're like, oh, yeah, Pisces is just, like, a weird shape that people were like, oh, yeah, that looks like an animal. <laughs> it was the Greeks just wanting to label shit. Yes. So, that that that, that went no further. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, probably for the best. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I guess I guess in terms of this, I think what the group was trying to do was demonstrate or or I guess provide a response to the initial question that was Yeah, I mean that they could have found what they were looking to find, which is that there mm. is no single genetic factor. Yeah. Which is good, I suppose, because it's kind of shutting down that whole notion. Mm. Because... And, you know... Because if a genetic factor were to be found... Yes. Of course, of course, the right-wing Americans would try to find a way to fix that gene. Yeah. So... Yeah, to take that, right-wingers. There is no way to <laughs> cure the gay. No, there is not. Unfortunately. Well, no, fortunately, there isn't. Um, Ain't fortunately and unfortunately. Yeah, you know, depending on depending on where you sit on that spectrum. Um, or, or how you feel about yourself. Yes, that's true. It is interesting, though, that this... Um, this paper came out very recently and on the, on the eve, well, not eve, actually, a few days before, okay, this is the thing, right? Brisbane, Brisbane has Pride Month in September, um, something I don't quite fully, um, understand. Well, I mean, as, as I've said on the podcast, currently mm-hmm. my father is on his European vacation that kind of also became a, a mini go to as many pride festivals as you can. So we hit up Amsterdam, Berlin and Manchester Pride. Uh-huh. Which I'm, I think I've already said this, but I'm so amazed that Amsterdam Pride, like the parade is down, down canals. Oh, yeah. I'm on like, that, that's on just, canal boats, come on! Yeah, I'm like, that's what just could a be cool more thing to do. Amsterdam. It makes it, it makes it really unique. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they could do that in Sydney if they did it like through Darling Harbour or something, but it's not uh, quite the same as like you there, could do. It's like, not the same effect. Yeah, it's not like you've got streets on either side where people can gather and watch. Okay, actually, no. Hang on. Um, maybe next year there'll be a there'll be a Mardi Gras tram, maybe, maybe. Given given the whole light rail thing in Sydney is supposed to be done by next year, <laughs> Mardi- Lord help us all. Mardi Gras light rail. Yes, Mardi Gras light rail. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> anything more Sydney though. <laughs> I mean, technically, that that would be very Melbourne. But let's be honest, Melbourne has a more efficient. Like yeah, yeah. It, tra- uh, it, it would system. be very, it would be very Sydney if it like it broke down within the first five minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cough, metro cough. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. But yeah, dear, dear me. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just continuing to scroll through the study. So. Although I think, oh, let me see. Let me actually read. Let me actually double check if the authors acknowledge that they were only looking for same-sex sexual behavior. 
Yeah. Hang on. It's also very interesting that they were able to use 23andMe um, samples as well. Although to, I mean, I, to I, be fair I to Twenty Three and Me, was... I think I think in their terms and conditions, um, whoever uses the service automatically gives Twenty Three and Me the um, yes, that's what I was going right to say. They're a terrible, yeah, and then they would have sold the, they would have sold it anonymously. I'm I'm surprised that they even have the data. I mean, maybe it's voluntary data of attraction. Uh, I'm going to have a look. I believe it is. So, uh... I suppose maybe for the sense of family tree building. Mm, Oh, okay. So, I'm I'm reading through. So, the 23andMe sample comprised 23andMe customers who consented to participate in research and chose to complete a survey about sexual orientation from many possible survey topics. Oh, okay. So, I assume 23andMe obviously says, do you want to participate in research? Or, you know, yeah, do you do, allow do you want to do X, your... Y, and Z surveys, and they will be used in for, genetic you know, research, research ideas? And... Mm. Probably give you a discount for that. Oh, I don't know. I don't think they do. Well, that, that's a bit cheap. I mean, you know, it is like a hundred bucks to do the box yeah, and then like, get it sent off. Especially when they'll be selling the data. Like, they're making... If they were to give you a discount on the surveys, they'd be making money back. Yeah. Hmm. I guess that that's the discretion of um, <laughs> the the people at 23andMe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. I'm gonna have to read more into this because this is a very, very long article. Um, but I do appreciate the fact that it is quite well cited. Yeah, that's um, always good. But I, but I was also yeah. just thinking, like, it, like if it was single gene, how mm. the fuck does bisexuality and pansexuality factor into that? Yes. Which is like, why, which is why it's like, mm, and also non-binary attraction, asexuality. Um, I mean, I, I get the non-binary attraction because it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's fucking complicated. Attraction's yes. way too fucking complicated. Yes. And then, and then you split that into romantic, platonic, and sexual, or yeah. any combination of those three. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah, as a side note, I'm always very amused um, by, like, publications that are done either, like, with massive collaborative teams, especially for things like um, astronomy um, or, like, you know, multidisciplinary um, international collaborations as well for things like genetic stuff. Um, just because, you know, it's, it's hilarious to see a hundred names, um, um, put into the front of a paper, just to acknowledge who is who. And it's always funny just to go through and see level of importance and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, trust. Yeah, ha- having been on an article, a published article. Hi, yes, your boy has published um, one article to my name so far, but it's it's just funny to see where I ended up in terms of um, author order. Um, very, quite nicely, actually, I'm fourth. Um, so after lead author and then, yeah, two more people and then me. So. In terms of the work I did, that's actually pretty decent. <laughs> Out of like a list of like, if I remember correctly, like fifteen. So, you know. Yeah, no, that that that's pretty good. Hmm. Uh, a guy on the team who is a PhD chem student, he he pushed to get his name higher up because he was doing a co-study with um. Chinese student, uh, like Chinese researchers in China, mm-hmm. and he and he ended up finding that their research was faulty. Ooh! But they but they all had but they were all like, uh, better. Like they were more it, published were... and more esteemed than he was. And he was and, like, and probably like mid-career researchers or something. Yeah, and he was like. Yeah. I, I get that, you know, we, they kind of need to be published on this. Yes. But, like, if I'm doing the work, I want better recognition. Mm-hmm. And obviously a, a better place in the um, author list. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's supposed to be how it works as well. Like, the more work that you do, uh, if you're not obviously the lead author or, like, a co-author who does the same amount of work you tend to have to be like put earlier in that list and then like the last author tends to be whoever the principal the boss is if they're not the lead author um uh and then the second last person also can be someone that is quite important like a co-supervisor or another primary investigator or something like that um but yeah some some Depending on where you end up in terms of research and publications, um, those rules can be bent and flexed um, and misused. And um, thankfully, I guess I haven't I haven't been on the receiving end of um, that sort of petty uh, petty sort of stuff that goes on. So, but yeah. That reminded me of, and again, I'll probably butcher this, but Mm -hmm. so people know of bacon numbers. Eh? There is, so you have bacon numbers, which is an actor's separation from Kevin Bacon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Six degrees of, yep, six degrees from Kevin Bacon, yep. There is a STEM version of that to do with papers. Have you heard of this? No, but I'm intrigued, so go on. So the the origin the Kevin Bacon of this is Hungarian, so I'm probably gonna butcher his name. Okay. But his name is Paul Erdos. Er- uh-huh. Let's see if there's a pronunciation. There's an there's umlaut the- over the O. Oh no, that's not an umlaut, that's a That's a thing. Quotation mark accent? That there, there are two dots above the O. 
That's not two dots, though. That's not an umlaut. Well, two apostrophes, two dots, <laughs> yes, two things. something. There it's is... His... <laughs> I, th- I think it's his... Erdos. Yeah, something. But yeah, so you have your Erdos, Erdos, whatever number, which uh-huh. is... Because How many degrees from... He's described as one of the most prolific mathematical writers. Mm-hmm. So... So, yes, there are... And and because, you know, if you work on a mathematical paper, you may also work on a physics paper. And if you're working on a physics paper, you may work on a chemistry paper. So, it is quite interesting when you get into... Like, and then there's also an interesting crossover of people that have both a Bacon number and a Erdos number. Okay. So, so, so a published, um, a published researcher and an actor. Mm-hmm. And th- that also does include someone like a, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, okay. But I'm just trying to find the list because I know, yeah, you've got like a Neil, de- Neil deGrasse Tyson... Stephen Hawking all have numbers. Edos numbers. I, I'm going Compute through the Compute your number. Yeah, I don't want to put myself into that because it's going to come out of zero. Wait, 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 wait. What? You can compute your own Erdos number. Erdos number. I, I don't, I don't oh. see any reason to. Oh, I'm, I, I might, just for shits and gigs, just to see yeah, if I'm actually... You, as you said, you have one paper you could... Yes, I have a whole paper to myself. Um, where the, where, what? Come on, where are you, List? Uh-huh, uh-huh. What even is this? <clears throat> no, that's not it. Here we go. List of people by numbers. Well, zero, that's one person. Of course. But let's have a look. Wow, I'm, I'm, there are a lot of. I'm looking yeah. at just all the collaborators, and there's oh, okay. enough with just people with like one, like one degree of separation. Yeah, I'm I'm look, going through the Wikipedia, and apparently Angela Merkel had um, has an Erdos number of five. Yeah, because she's like sociology or something. I think so. If I remember correctly, her. Um, no, no, no. She's a. She's a physicist. Oh, okay. Yes. That's... Huh. Yeah. Physi- uh, physics and um, physical chemistry. I always knew I liked her. Yes. And she's a... She's a... Um, she has a PhD in quantum quantum chem. So, you know, props to, props to Chancellor Angela Merkel. I guess. He, he, um, he's a better one. Physicist Richard Feynman has an Erdos number of three and a Bacon number of three. Oh. Stephen Hawking has a Bacon number of two and an Erdos number of four. So he's closer to Kevin Bacon than he is to... Paul Erdos. Yeah, to a mathematician. <laughs> Which is interesting, but I suppose, uh, yeah, that's actually really interesting. Or you've got uh, actors like Danica McKellar, who is 
Erdos of four and a bacon of two. Natalie Portman. What? Ah, huh. Okay. Okay, so she she has a bacon of two and an Erdos of five. Colin Firth's included there. What? Kristen Stewart is credited as a co-author on an artificial intelligence project that was written after a technique was used in her short film. Okay, I was like, she does not have anything to do with artificial intelligence. But also, <laughs> that that shows how little work you have to do to get onto a paper. You just have to produce, yeah, write, write and direct a short film that has something to do with artificial intelligence that sparks someone's idea for a study. Okay. As as you can tell, this dear listener, we are we are deep in STEM, so um but yeah. Um, well, that, that's what happens when you don't have Brandon shutting all the STEM talk down. With penis? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he 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 shut it down with many things. Yeah, but mostly penis. Um <laughs> that is that is well proven. Um I guess on to on to um more on brand stuff. Um Nick Nick, you you were telling me before we started recording something about Good Place and their social media thingy. Yeah, so I've noticed recently it it started with the good place and has moved on to. I suppose I'll call him friend of the show, Elliot Morgan. <laughs> but this habit okay. of people, we can we can call him a friend. That. Okay, sure. We know pe- we we know people who have met him and whatever. Uh-huh. Let, let let me grasp at straws. Okay. But I've noticed this habit, this small little weird thing of people posting three image banners on Instagram mm-hmm. that will then, like, make one picture. Because, like, on, on Instagram, it's when you open up the app and you're looking at someone's profile, it's in rows of three. So, if you post three images, they will form, like, a banner which I then yeah. love because once you post one thing, like the fan is broken. Yeah. But. I mean, like, that's why. Mm. And I've only noticed it recently. And I'm like, is this a new thing? Or is this like an old thing that now I'm only, no- because I've noticed it once, mm-hmm. I'm noticing it all the time. Uh, it, it, it's definitely not a new thing. Um it's been around, I think, ever since ever since Instagram sort of adopted this, the grid format in terms uh, for profiles, because it it's been a strategy, especially for um, like, actually initially it used to be just like brands and um, those sorts of things, not necessarily like influencers or people who have the business account now for for that. Um, and yeah, you're right. It is a tricky thing to have the the grid of like a banner that spans over multiple posts. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the good place one at the moment because I wanted to remember how 
how it was. And yeah, at the moment, it is broken. They have two slash three that they've got, and they're all broken. But the original one was they posted in reverse, I presume, every... Oh, no, they posted all at once. Where It, where it usually goes Balkan. right to right to left. Yeah. Yeah. But at the good place one that I first saw, it spells mm-hmm. out, Welcome, everything is Finn, with the E crossed out in fine. Oof. Yeah. Oof. And then they had one where all the characters, like, saying goodbye, mm-hmm. which is also real oof. Yes. Also, I, mean, I, I guess... The, I, like, I, get, mo- I get why someone like Elliot would do it, because you're posting three three posts, yeah. so it's more likely in a broken timeline, mm-hmm. like in Instagram, someone is more likely to see one. Yeah. And then but, and then so, get the reference and go to the actual profile to see the full thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm just particularly interested in... Um, on the end, on the good place Instagram, Chidi's Chidi's picture says it's been unforgettable, and I'm like, boy, hey, we're 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 touching also, on it. Also, notice the location on the good place Instagram. Yes, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville. <laughs> your boy, your boy, your boy, Jason. And see, I feel also, like t- if if. If the Instagram were to be run by a character, it would it would be Tahani. <laughs> I mean, I mean the um, Twitter page follows all of the people that Tahani's name dropped across the yeah, three but, yeah, that, that makes sense. That, that that makes sense. It's very meta. I do appreciate it. All all the Instagram would just be Janet. Like it would just be Janet. It would just be like a part of Janet's persona. Like she just uh uh without even meaning to just posts random things to Insta. That'd be a real good character Insta actually. Or or a Twitter, just a Janet thing where just Janet posts random stuff. I mean I mean the YouTube channel kind of is already that. Yeah, I suppose. Um they did like a five hour in quote in very big quotation marks live stream of Janet in her void, so you Dude. just see you just see like footage of Darcy in like from different angles, and then occasionally she disappear, and then come back, and then disappear again for like five hours. That was very weird to to see live and see the see that happen um, on YouTube. Um, but yeah, it, it, it seems like it's a very on brand thing for for people like the Good Place social media team to. I mean, they, they they get they get their product. Yes, they do. And I think that's definitely ha- like I mean, that's not how it got popular, but I I think that definitely like keeps the it, internet happy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it sort of helps the image of the the universe, I guess, of the good place. Oh, Still. and 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 the existence of the podcast and mm, that's true. But yeah, um, hmm. especially yeah, so. in, in a show that isn't like your usual twenty six episodes. Yeah, it's like here's some a- extra content that kind of gets you going, and you don't forget about 
its existence. Mm. It's like it's there if you want to, like, fill your time with interesting stuff about the show、mm. or the people that work on the show and stuff like that.、Um, yeah. Um, speaking of things that we normally talk about on here,、um, also not long ago,、um, Kim's Convenience season three won the、um, People's Choice Award for the most popular foreign drama、um, at, of the of twenty nineteen at the、uh, Seoul International Drama Awards. So, which obviously meant that.、Um, Paul, Jean, and Andrea, who play Appa, Oma, and Janet,、um, went to Korea to accept the award.、Um, I believe this was—I don't remember if they knew about it. Oh no, they didn't.、Um, so you know, they went because Kim's was nominated. So、um, it's just—it's just really good to see, I guess, a Kim's sort of be recognized. Um, yeah, in Korea, for the for the sure fact that it is you know a really good show that is created by CBC,、um, and the impact that the Netflix distribution distribution has had on,、um, like, you know, everyone else in the world talking about it, not necessarily being Korean from in background, and、um, I do believe. Um, it's gonna be almost a year since I dropped that massive、um, Twitter rant. So you know, if you see if you see <laughs>、yeah. me if you see me retweet my thread、um, in the next few weeks, you know, have a look at it and and see what kind of impact I had on、um, on you know on the show and you know. Yeah, well, I was just thinking like I, I wonder how it's been received in Korea because it's not. Like to me, it's not a Korean story; it's an immigrant、mm-hmm. story. Yeah. So, how does a story about Korean immigrants work in Korea?、Mm-hmm. Um, so. Some. So I've I've been chatting to some of like the Korean international students that I know、um, here in Brisbane.、Um, like, if they、um, for for them, like the ones that I've talked to. They really enjoy it because they understand the humor. They get,、um, they get the the comedy aspect of it.、Um, so for them, obviously, it makes a lot more sense. For people in Korea,、um, from what I've been told and from what I've seen, it、um, again it depends on how much exposure they've had to、um, the Western way of. Presenting humor or telling a story,、um, and if they have family that live overseas and study overseas, yeah, I suppose,、um, yeah. Or, or if they whole, have studied overseas and then come back or something, yeah, yeah. If they've, if they themselves have been in a similar situation,、um, from what I understand, that's how that's how it's been received. It's actually been received pretty well.、Um, And I guess well enough that、um, it got a nomination in you know Seoul International Drama Awards,、um, which is I guess outside of、um, the context of people who you know consume Korean media like K dramas and those sorts of things. 
like international media wouldn't necessarily be attached, like, you know, or be very focused on something from Seoul. So, um, it's actually a really, it's, it's a really good thing that's happened. Um, and I watched, um, Paul's, um, thank you speech and he did, he did part of it in Korean, uh, which obviously got a really good reaction from the crowd. Um, it was to say that hit, um, from the translation that I know is like, he's sorry that he's not able to do the entire speech in Korean because his Korean is, um, very basic. So he apologizes for that. Very Canadian, obviously. Um, <laughs> but then of it, um, goes to talk on a, about, um, the whole, the way that Kim's, um, tells a, an immigrant story and how it transcends, um, beyond the, the stereotype of like Korean and Canadian. It can apply to other cultures, cultures as well, which is what, you know, overseas people have been really talking about and how relatable it is. So, you know, it's really good. And I can't be happier, more happier that it's gotten the recognition in Korea as well. So, yeah. Anyway, I I think we have a premiere date for season four. I think that's already been announced. I, if it I hasn't, couldn't find one when I was looking for it, but I also didn't look too hard. Um, I don't think it's a. I don't think they've given an exact date, but it is. January 2020. So again, around the same time that Kim's premiered um, this year. Well, n- n- we have to book our flights to Canada. <laughs> yes, we all do, don't we? It's a group booking, yep. like yep. every every week for um, 14 weeks. Yeah, around that. About that. And I'm already doing a few traveling um, um, because... British Bake Off um, premiered, uh, has already premiered, and Canadian Bake Off is going to premiere not long after this episode drops. So I'll be doing a lot of flying, um, you know, and God knows how that will affect my study. Um, <laughs> uh, you so, like Blackboard. Y- yeah, you know, and Edgerome, the benefits of, the benefits yeah. of Edgerome. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, uh, uh, this is, this is my first time probably watching through British Bake Off, like, in its entirety at the same time, I guess, um, or close enough to the UK, which is very interesting. Um, I'm obviously doing it because, um, my other Bake Off friends are, are watching the show, so, and, and also gifts. Also, it's on brand for you. Yeah, it is very on brand for me. Let, let, let's be very real. Um, if people have known me over the past few years, you will know it's it's gay food, um, sometimes diasporic stories, um, sometimes all three at the same time. Um, and and if it's like gay f- food of color, that then, then it's like mega brand. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there's no, there's no lying or hiding that fact that if it so happens to be 
not I guess mm, I would I would say specifically if it's if it, the contestant is is on a food related show happens to be a person of color and also happens to be queer then you've ticked like most of the brand boxes <laughs> so I will definitely be standing um queer yeah, people of color on the cooking show so we've picked we've, that up we've been there done that. yeah and if you have not a new thing what no that's not a new thing and if you haven't noticed already um why aren't you reading between the lines so yeah i mean you and brandon had enough masterchef <laughs> chat for that to probably be pretty evident <laughs> yes yes unfortunately fortunately i don't know but yeah i'm i'm really keen there are some definite queer people on this season um, both seasons of the Canadian and British Bake Offs. I'm really happy um, and I'm also really happy that I get to see cakes and sweet stuff being made um, mostly because it serves as inspiration for potential stuff that I might make in the future so <laughs> we live in hope um, but yeah well these so I, I went to a very small party yesterday and this is not a shot mm-hmm. at my friend I like I, lo- I love my friend but she she did the very it reminded me a lot of my grandparents of just like oh you're going here take a whole heap of food oh there and I mean I, I had some it was okay mm. but they were like these almost like chocolate truffles and not rumbles I, no they, they were they were like almost fudgy. And I figured out after a while what exactly... Well, I don't know what exactly they are, but I figured out... Cake pops, but not on sticks? No, because it's... Like, it's not cakey. Did you say I figured fudgy? Out because it's... I don't know how to, how to describe it. It's almost kind of mochi-like, but not like jelly. It's like... I don't know. Mochi's it's really not ha- jelly, though. I know it's not jelly, but it's... <laughs> it... it 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 is gelatinous. Yes, there we go. Yeah, and I I was like, these taste kind of weird, and I figured out it's because she's Brazilian and South Americans ah, okay. love yes. condensed milk. Oh, so it was literally just balls of dulce. It was yeah, pretty much. Oh my god, that is so sweet, but also yeah, and I was like. Oh, that's way mate, too much for me, mate. You don't, mate. You don't chew through dulce. You, you suck on them. What? Well, no, these were like, like these were like you bite them and stuff, and I don't know. Do you though? Well, that's what these. I'll, I'll, I will personally take a photo of the remainders and send them to you. Please do, because and maybe, I'm very uh, maybe interested. one with a with a cross section, because it's oh like the, okay. They're hard mm-hmm. to describe because they're like soft and like chewy, but well, not, not chewy, but like chewable is probably the better mm-hmm. better description. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're just like so thick and creamy, and <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. <sighs> are we are we talking about desserts again? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. Oh, okay. Let me let me just double check. And, and, then, and then she joked about giving me ice cream cake, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like she wasn't going to, mm. but it was. <laughs> it was like, if she could, she would have. 
Oh, okay. Just to just to for shits and gigs. Well, it was it was for her fiance's birthday, and uh. her fiance, fiance's brother, and fiance's mum all have like their birthdays in the same like fortnight. Oh so, wow! So their tradition is that they, or even fiance's nephew is in that block as well. Oh my god! So they, so the family tradition is that they all have like one party. Mm-hmm. So there was like three cakes at this party yesterday. Yeah. So it was like, and there was only, there was only there were very few of us there. So like mm-hmm. everyone got a decent amount of cake, and I was like, I need, I ain't eating all that cake because if I eat all that <laughs> cake, I ain't making it home. Yeah. But there were cats, so. Oh, okay. Cats are good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just dropped something in linked up, so have a look at yeah. are they those. They they probably will be if I have a look. Okay. Yeah, so it's brigadeiros. But, yeah, no, yeah. that is exactly what they are. Yeah, brigadeiros. Yes. Yes. And li- yeah. literally just dulce um and chocolate. Which is ridiculous sweet. Yeah, that's exactly what they look like. Yeah, and because I thought they were just going to be like almost like a rumble or a truffle or something, but no, no, no. it's it's this lactose is... intolerance waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah, not not just lactose. This is like glucose spike. Um, yeah. Well, I was looking for something sweet. Okay, fair but enough. Probably not something that sweet. That's that's why I tell you, you don't chew through them, you suck on them. <laughs> At least it's a more gradual. <laughs> it's more of a gradual, um, you know, glucose Sugar increase. Hit. Yeah, rather than a massive spike, and then you know, you you get sick after chewing through how many balls. Um, so yeah. Well, uh, th- there were two different kinds, so I had one of each. So it's not like oh. I was in a coma, but. Yeah, but you you were very um, equitable. I, I, I was like, I'm gonna sit down for like half an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, hmm. Is there anything else we wanted to touch on? We've been going on actually for quite a while, which is actually yeah. decent. Yeah, enough, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. If not. I think we better um, start doing recommendations. So now is the time where I get to um, take control back and <laughs> close off um, the show. So uh, recommendations are something that we do. Um, we recommend, you know, things to watch on Netflix, on TV, on YouTube, um, games, comics, books. Um, sometimes people that we think are good enough to get a recommendation for, um, and yeah, Nick, what's your recommendation this week? Now I, I gave you a little bit of an insight before we started that this could get a little bit upsetting and that is Uh because I'm not recommending anything you said previously. Mm Mm-hmm. I, so... It's currently September, and in Australia and New Zealand, September is Save the Box, which is all about um, 
raising funds for gynecological cancers and research and all that. And as I've either said on the podcast or alluded to in the podcast, kind of what brought me to this podcast was my mum going through gynecological cancer. So it's a passion of hers and it's then become a passion of mine. So this isn't, I'm not saying like donate money, but um, the Australian and New Zealand gynecological on oncology group are of course trying to raise funds. So either, you know, go donate money or have a look or if you are of that gender or whatever, have a look at maybe yourself and get educated at because there are some really frightening statistics out there about gynecological cancers and it's a type of cancer that doesn't get enough uh, word and is not talked about enough. Mm. Yeah. So, a, a, a weird recommendation, but it is September and I do feel obligated. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I guess, you know, um, I I worked alongside a lot of um, gyne, gyne researchers as well. Um, so I'm familiar with ANSGOG and they are great people. Um, and yeah, you know, gyne cancers are something that I guess also also falls under the sort of cancers that don't get enough research funding um and that is something that happens also around this time of year where you know we like here in australia we get to find out who has been fortunate enough to be funded for projects and who hasn't been um the the less um publicized cancers tend not to get as much funding which is disappointing but yeah oh and and mum was said because mum's doing a lot of stuff at work and she's sitting around mm. an email just being like, it's it's that time of the year again. If you've got some money, that would be great. I'm also selling chocolates. So if you sell, so if you want to buy a chocolate, they're here and all the f- profits from that will go to it. And she had some statistics and she was saying tonight that a coworker had come around and been like, I didn't know there was such a, I didn't know that, you know, breast cancers, so few people die of breast cancers now and that, mm. Um, ovarian and gynecological cancers do have such a high um, mortality rate. Mm-hmm. And, and then she was like, oh, but it's fine because I get pap smears. And mum was like, pap That's smears what- aren't gynecological. I mean, yes, they're technically a gynecological cancer, but they're not yes. ovarian and... They're not ovarian or they're not um, endometrial or anything uterine. Yes. Mm. So a pap smear ain't gonna check for, and nah. and she was like, well then what what are what are the tests I can do? And Mum was like, mm-hmm. you wait till you're in so much pain, you go to the doctor, you get an ultrasound, and you get told that you've got uh, stage three cancer. Yeah, that that's that's, that's yeah. the unfortunate reality of. So that so I, I won't I won't get into anything else because, like I said, it's it's a very depressing. Store in statistics, but if you do want to look at those statistics, they are very publicly available. And you know, mum and my family's thing is that no one else has to go through what she and we went through. So that's the depressing part. And if you want to see anything more uplifting, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Nick hey. Wayne Croon. Hey, <laughs> there was. Uh, there's been some fun we Twitter games lately, and oh my lord, 
I should probably put up some more pictures of cats on my Instagram because I have a couple because my cat's been and stupid. You haven't, and you haven't been updating recently. No, because I've been doing other stuff. Yes. I've been trying to get yes. my photography stuff up and running. Yes, so I've seen. So I've seen. Um, sweet. Um, I'm going to do two recommendations, I think. I feel I Well, feel there's, greedy. There's, there's only two of us, so three feel, recommendations feel feels normal. <laughs> I, I probably should have come with a second more up uplifting recommendation, but I didn't. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I guess the first recommendation, I'm going to recommend a YouTuber that I recently discovered um, that does kalimba covers. So kalimba, kalimba is an instrument that is like, um, basically like a, um, a hollow piece of wood and like a whole bunch of like metal tines that you pluck or push down. And, um, it's, it's like a, I did, I did a bit of reading about it and it's like from, from the African, uh, from Africa and, you know, um, it creates this really interesting sound. So, um, this YouTuber is called April Young. So she does covers, um, from, for many of the Asians that may listen to this, uh, River Flows in You. Um, but also she does like, um, stuff from, I believe she did one. Where are her list of videos? Somewhere over the rainbow, like classic stuff and modern stuff as well. All on these, um, different kalimbas. So it's really cool. Go check her out. Um, the other one, my other recommendation, I guess, um, is going to be, and I, and I hate that it's on brand, but we'll go with it anyway, is, um, it, it's going to be, um, a contestant from this year's edition of MasterChef Australia. Of course. I feel like, Yes. Who who else? Where else could it possibly come from? Um, I mean, no, yeah, who I, else would that recommendation come from? <laughs> well, either me or Brandon, right? I f- I feel like more you than Brandon, like heavily more you. Fair, okay, fair enough. Um, I I am actually going to plug um, Ben Trabiani's. Oh, of course! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> More, more, more so because I feel like he deserves more followers. Um, the the man posts really good like food photos. So, and like you know, go go check it out because because man's doing really good stuff. And um, I'm actually quite disappointed he doesn't have more followers than he actually does right now. So go find him. Um, also, he does the occasional tweet. Um, so, you know, if you come find me and then you can find Ben, um, I'm, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as a Abankunoi. Um, if you want to follow the podcast on socials, we are also on Twitter and Instagram as Great Mates Podcast. Um, if you liked this episode, want to go through our previous episodes, you can find us basically everywhere you get a podcast except on SoundCloud. So what that means is Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, TuneIn, um, iHeartRadio, I think we're also on there, and a bunch of other platforms. Um, we've also got um, Spoilers for Days, and Let's Get Deeper. So let's get deeper. Um, the last two episodes are dropping from this week and then next week. Um, 
these last two episodes are going to be really fun but also really interesting um can't say why um but yeah really you know if you do like what we're doing over there let us know um because it might serve as impetus for future stuff and if you liked them definitely go sub to those separate feeds everywhere you can find us um apart from that if you want to drop us any questions feedback um generous topics you can do so on our socials and slide into our dms um i think that's it i don't think i've missed anything no i don't think i've missed anything oh well i think we might as well plug it now so obviously the halloween halloween is like what six weeks away so if you want to send us halloween related stuff feel free to do so um and then our season three finale is going to be um at the end of november so yeah that's gonna be it for this season um yes i'm letting you guys know early just so that you know y'all don't get caught out and realize why the fuck we don't have any episodes in december except for christmas and probably new year um so yeah that's gonna be it for us this week um definitely go check out all of our other um channels as well as previous episodes and we shall see you guys next time bye bye